what's confusing to me is as in a society, it's like, you know, we have certain animals that we hold treasure and hold so dear, you know, my mm -hmm. dogs, my cats, yeah. how do you justify, well, these ones are domesticated and we love them, but these ones are for food. Like, would you not say, you look at the, you know, the, the feast in China where they kill dogs, you know, people are in an uproar about that, but you'll have no problem killing young cows or pigs, which are actually more intelligent than dogs. It's confusing to me. everyone welcome back to the podcast this is bananas and this episode is brought to you by fitbod the number one fitness app out there fitbod allows you to customize your workout it takes into consideration what equipment's available to you what type of workouts that you want to do whether you want to do upper body lower body if you want to do strength building bodybuilding whatever it is it's a great app to help you stay fit in the gym i've been using it for a while loving the results i'm seeing i can go back and I can see all of my workouts as it keeps a log of everything that I do over time. It also tells you which muscles it recommends that you work out because it does consider which muscles get fatigued. So if you did chest yesterday, it's not going to recommend a chest workout to you the next day. Check them out at fitbod.me slash bananiac, F-I-T-B-O-D.me slash B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C. You guys not only get a sweet discount when you use the link, but also a free trial. That way you guys can try before you sign up. If you guys are looking for simple vegan recipes, well, head on over to Bananiac.com. Download my ebook. I feature 25 of some of the most simple vegan recipes that you can make that are healthy and taste really good. So if you're looking at getting started with the whole vegan lifestyle, if you need a place to start and want to start creating amazing food in the kitchen. You guys can find that at bananiac.com. Appreciate everyone who has downloaded the recipe book and have been giving me your guys' feedback. I really appreciate it. That way I know that those recipes actually taste as good as I think they do and also gives me feedback for a next book if I do end up writing one, that is. On the website, bananiac.com, you guys can also click on the Amazon banner, which takes you to amazon.com, allows you to do all your shopping. It doesn't charge you a single penny more than what you would pay for but it does give this podcast a little bit of a kickback and keep it going. You guys help support this show. You guys are the ones that make it happen. And I'm just producing content that I would want to listen to. There's a million vegan podcasts out there, all pretty much doing the same thing. I'm trying to provide a unique setting here, which you guys can visit and get content like nowhere else before. The guests that I feature are my heroes. I'm basically talking to my heroes and I'm so honored to be able to talk with these people, especially about veganism and, and all the positive topics that we cover. And so without you guys, this would be nothing. And I really appreciate all of the positive feedback that you guys have been leaving on Apple Podcasts, because if there's one thing that I could ask you guys to do out of all the other things is to head on over to Apple Podcasts on This Is Bananas landing page and give it a five-star rating. What that does is it tells iTunes to push the podcast to more people and ultimately help people make positive changes in their life. So today's guest is one of those fantastic people that I was mentioning. 
I'm speaking with none other than Christian McCullany from a band called Amberlynn, which you guys may have heard of. He's also in another band called Acceptance, which was the first band that he started in before Amberlynn, as well as Loose Talk, a newer band that he has formed with some of the other members from Amberlynn. And uh, Christian has been such a huge inspiration for me growing up as a high school kid listening to his music, having his poster on my walls. And I met Christian in the past briefly, and I talked to him about veganism with the very little time that I had. Um, And I'm so glad that we worked it out and I got him on the podcast because he's a very passionate person about it. He does mention that he has been vegan on and off, but he is still, regardless, passionate about this lifestyle, whether it's the health aspects of things or the ethical side of things, or even the sustainability and the environmental aspects. Christian is a huge advocate for this lifestyle, and I'm so glad that he has been doing it for so long, and it shows. The benefits clearly show. So basically, I happened to be in Florida during a time uh, when he was playing a show with Stephen Christian, the lead singer from Amberlynn. They were doing a little acoustic show in this little club in Tampa. I'd never been to Tampa, and I was like, oh my god, they're playing? Uh, Heck yeah, sign me up. Let's go to the show. And what? Meet Christian and talk to him about veganism? Okay, (laughs) this is a no-brainer. So it happened, and, and we got into some good stuff. We talked about, like I said, veganism. We talked a little bit about Christianity because that is a huge part about who those guys are from Amberlynn and music that they write, as well as connecting it back to veganism and how Christianity plays a role in that, or vice versa. And we talked about how he got into music and some other cool topics. So if you guys are a fan of Amberlynn, Acceptance, Loose Talk, then you're really gonna enjoy this episode. That's enough talking from me. Here is Christian McCullany. Got it, sweet. Got it. All right, so I'm here with Christian McCallney. Yeah, right? McCallney. Yeah, from yep. Amberlynn, from Acceptance, from uh, Loose Talk. Yes, so, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Glad it worked out. Yeah, for sure. I, dude, like I'm an actual fan. So, like having you on, like it's just like I got goosebumps on me right now. That's so, awesome. I super it. thankful to, uh, for, to have you on the show. Uh, we were talking before how you're from Tampa. Uh, I was just curious uh, how vegan friendly would you say like tampa is or you're from like the surrounding area okay yeah uh, well i'm originally from seattle I li- i've been living in tampa bay for about eight years now uh i mean comparatively i'm from the west coast so we're pretty like i moved here from california so right. comparatively i wouldn't say it's <laughs> as progressive as a california or even a washington state right. obviously seattle but there are a lot of great vegan options in the tampa bay area and St. Pete. I mean, we never, yeah. I never want for anything. So I usually cook at home, but if I want to go out with my wife, for sure. there's plenty of places to go. And even if that's, it's not necessarily a vegan, uh, you know, branded restaurant, you can get most places you can get, a, yeah. you can survive. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of this time now. It's like more restaurants that are not vegan are actually having vegan options, mm-hmm. which I think is even more amazing. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I want to ask you straight off the bat. I mean, I've heard stuff online and sometimes they're not true or right. whatever. Are, are you vegan or vegetarian? So my story is I went, uh, I went vegan when I was like, uh, probably about 15. Oh, wow. Uh, cause I was really oh, into like the, the hardcore scene sure. and like a big, uh, back then in like the early mid nineties, 
vegan straight edge was like a big deal and i got i was really influenced by that so i went vegan but my parents were a little concerned about that so they took me to a doctor and he was like look son he's like you're young you're still growing he's like if you're doing this wrong you're gonna hurt yourself so he's like go vegetarian that's fine when you get older if you want to go vegan do that you know what i mean because at the time to me a, a, a so i was vegetarian basically but a vegetarian to me in in high school was like white rice with like soy sauce sure. and like a bagel, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, like a, oh, uh, uh, just like a, like super simple. No nutrition, yeah. but like no nutrition. I got all you. carbs. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? sure. Like, I didn't really start eating like I was like a, I was a vegetarian that didn't like vegetables. You know what I mean? Look, when you're that yeah. young, you don't yeah. really know what you're yeah. doing. So, but I've been a, a vegan on and off. So right. I, I tell people I'm vegan-ish. Like yeah. for recent, like when I cook at home, it's always vegan. Sometimes you're out and it's like, there's not really a lot of things available. So sure. I, my motto is perfect is the enemy of good. So yes. I'm, as long as I'm trying my best, like my wife and I went to Italy with my family for 10 days. We're in the middle of nowhere, like countryside. Like if we were in Rome, probably be easy. But in, over right. there, it's like, they probably wouldn't even know what I was talking sure. about. You know what I mean? yeah. If I'm like, hey, I need, is there any animal products in this? They'd be like, absolutely there is. You right. know? Like, yeah, so yeah. between that and starving, I'm going to probably have some butter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear in you, those man. Instances. Yeah. And, and you, like, you guys toured the world, as Amber Lynn, I'm mm-hmm. talking about. You guys, like, toured the world. And um, that, that was one of my questions. Like, how was eating plant based, like, going to so many countries versus, like, eating at home like you said you were yeah. cooking vegan it's difficult i mean depending on where you are you know i mean if you're in the philippines like yeah every every dish you know even when they would tell them that i was vegetarian it would be you know whatever uh some like bok choy but the even the sauce it would be in would be a beef broth and or they, like, like fish they sauce or something. yeah they didn't yeah. really fully understand like no 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 i like i don't want any meat like at right. all i don't want right. a touching meat i don't like there'd be like bits of like no no it's a vegetable i'm like yeah but it's covered in like bits of beef <laughs> yeah the so pizza perf- depending uh, yeah, on where you, you are yeah. you know like j- certain a lot of asian countries were difficult but even so you know like if you're yeah. in japan i can go to subway and get a vegetable yeah sandwich, yeah especially these I mean. days like beyond me it's like everywhere oh yeah so it's like ridiculous the options yeah. um what are some of the benefits you have noticed though from like you've been doing this for a while since 15 like so what are some of the health benefits you've noticed since then mm. It's hard because it's been, most of my life I haven't eaten meat. So it's hard to like, kind of like differentiate. I don't even remember when I ate meat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard for me to say what a major health And you were change so young, you probably didn't have health problems back then either. No, but uh, I don't know. I just, we eat a very plant heavy, vegetable heavy diet and I yeah. feel good all the time. Yeah. You know, I can tell the difference of when I eat a heavy meal in between when I eat a very clean, sure. homemade or even a vegan, you know, raw vegan meal yeah. if we go out or whatever like you can obviously that's what's wild to me is like physically you can really feel a difference when as when you're eating a cleaner diet Definitely. so uh yeah my wife is on and off i mean depending on what's going on in her, yeah. her own life right. but yeah i've been a big influence on that and that's yeah we right on man vegans yeah. most of the time vegetarian sometimes yeah like, yeah i got you do you guys do like mostly whole foods it sounds like like natural like whole type of foods uh, usually a vegetable cooking at home would be, you know, raw veggies that mm-hmm. we either cook them or bake them or whatever we want to do. Raw salads, uh, sometimes mock meats, a lot of times seitans, tofus, tempehs, um, a lot of, you know, like you were saying, it's been interesting for me being going vegetarian so young. Back then, you really only had like Boca burgers that yeah. tasted like cardboard back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And like uh, there was a, you know, maybe you could find some random 
you know, maybe one or two vegan restaurants and some like Asian, you know, that were like vegan restaurants. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't like as as commonplace as it is today. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a it's been nice because now you can go out and you really I never want for anything. You yeah, know what I mean, like I don't really feel like I've ever like um, cheating myself. Right, you know I mean? right. It's not, it's not like difficult to eat this yeah. way. Like if, if anything, it's like I really enjoy it. Like know? a lot of people say, it's a sacrifice to give up meat, but I mean. Yeah, you're giving up meat, but you're eating a whole lot of other stuff too, like the veggies that you probably wouldn't eat before. I think your palate changes over time. So that's been for myself. Like as I got older and started realizing that my diet was crap, like even though I was vegetarian, you know, like burritos and like drinking a two liter of soda, you know, like that's not a great lifestyle. So once I started like cleaning up and eating a lot more like fresh vegetables and that kind of thing, I just started noticing a difference, feeling better. Right. Like that's what I crave. Like, I don't like your palate changes over time. I guess it, is my point. It definitely does. And I noticed it with myself and I've heard a lot of people say that. Did you initially do it for health reasons back when you were 15 or did you do it for ethical? So or? I did it because it was trendy. Like yeah. Yeah. In the rock edge, scene. Yeah. yeah. The straight edge hardcore. That was kind of why I initially did it. But then while I was in high school, I was in a class and we had, we were doing debates basically. And I got to chose, uh, choose a topic. I chose to argue against animals for food and someone else chose to argue for animals for food. Oh, wow. And so that was my first time actually researching it. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time. And for me, it, it was, it was environmental, ethical for treatment of animals sure. and health as well. So like, and literally it was hilarious because I totally crushed the dude that I was debating against. You can't really make an argument for other yeah. than like, I like the way it tastes. You know That's I mean? it. I mean, some people can, you know, you've got the people that argue paleo diets, that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. But when you're arguing against a plant-based diet, you can't, there's not really an argument like this is a better way yeah. for you to live, you know? So really, you know, like that was really the only argument against my argument was, well, I like the way it tastes, you know? So, yeah. Though, so after researching it, it was like, those things still ring true to me today, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. ethical. When I went vegan here recently, because like I said, I've been on and off. Sure. I watched um, Earthlings. It's a vegan documentary. It's um narrated by Joaquin Phoenix and I just like that's that pushed me over the edge like okay well I'm gonna and at the time like I wasn't really a milk drinker I would eat eggs um you know some cheese here and there but that was the time where I was like okay I'm I'm done yeah for now I was like totally affected by that movie I'm just like oh man I can't be a part like once you see it dude like how can you unsee it right like like how 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 do you you justify it yes yeah just like well that's just what I want the heart what's weird to me or what's confusing to me is when, as in a society, it's like, you know, we have certain animals that we hold treasure and hold so dear, you know, my mm-hmm. dogs, my cats, yeah. it's like, yeah. but it's like, how, how do you justify, well, these ones are domesticated and we love them, but these ones are for food. Like, would you not say, you look at the, you know, the, the feast in China where they kill dogs, you know, people are in an uproar mm-hmm. about that, but you'll have no problem killing young cows or right. you know pigs which are actually mm-hmm. more intelligent than dogs yes. and it's like it's very it's confusing to me so it's hypocritical for sure yeah. i think you know most of us have sympathy for a reason i think i think it's there for a reason in the way that you know you feel it when you watch these terrible videos of what happens in slaughterhouses i think you know that's a sign I, if, if not that then your health at least or for the environment but um you know, going back to the rock scene, like you said, which first got you into all of this stuff. Have you noticed more people going vegan in the music scene? Um, any bands you can remember or even any bands? I know that, a lot of vegans yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. I was like, 
it's but it's always been prevalent in the music scene like yeah. i said that's what influenced me yeah was the hardcore scene and i think it always comes from that a very progressive place of you know and artists are generally pretty progressive so in mm -hmm. a very you know art-centered world you're gonna have a lot of vegans so for sure in the music scene yeah for sure my the other guitar player from Amberlynn, Joey, he, he was vegan for a while. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I know tons of different band guys that yeah. are vegan, that have been vegan or have turned vegan or, you know, just lifestyle changes. It's I've, I'm an advocate for it. Obviously, talking about your guys' music, you guys are very faith-based. Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of you are Christians, am I correct? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read you a, a, a verse uh from the Bible, it's Genesis 129. I'm, maybe you're familiar with. It says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be meat. And there's, you know, that's that's one example, but there's a bunch like biblically. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, do you think like veganism and Christianity, is there a connection? What What is your opinion? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's another part of the Bible, basically, I think it's in Genesis where he's basically saying, I'm giving you, you're supposed to be stewards of this, of what I've given you. And, and when you look at what's happening on the planet, can you really make the argument? Is this the best? When you look at animals for food, is this the way we should be treating them? These are living beings that mm -hmm. God has also created. You know, can, right. can you in your heart say that? Yeah, well, that's just, you know, the ends justify the, the means. You know sure. what I mean? It's like yeah. if someone will. I'm not an advocate for this, but I like if someone goes fishing and catches a fish and eats that fish, it's like, I don't really, that's not what I'm going to do, but I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah, if someone goes yeah. and hunts there for their food yeah. and kills something in the wild, it's like, but to treat an animal like it's just a piece of machinery mm -hmm. is very strange and, yeah. and, and counter to, I think, what, you know, it says a lot of times in the Bible. Right. So, you know. And, and the, you know, there's like, thou shall not kill and like what's you know how far where do you draw the line and and you know to me like these are living beings and um you know christianity or most religions it's to serve others right to stand up for for others and my at least my personal belief is you know you should protect those that are vulnerable i just think in this day and age it's not necessary you know what i mean mm -hmm. maybe before you, we were able to have the kind of variety that we have and the options and the technology to create the kind of mock meats that we have, or, you know, it, it, and some people might say, well, those are all very processed foods, yeah. but when you really actually look at the ingredients, it's like, no, these are natural, all natural foods just put together into something that's very delicious and edible. Yeah. Um, but in this day and age, it's hard for me to say, it, really the only argument you can make is that, that I just like it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. just as, as a society that we've just accepted that that's just what we do. You know, you're raised eating meat instead of just like, well, and ever really thinking about it. Most people would never watch I was an advocate. I posted about Earthlings. And I was like, you mm -hmm. ever really want to like, you ever thought about going Man, to and watch this yeah. thing? Most people don't want to watch it. They don't like, I don't want to know about that. And it's like, well, don't you, you don't feel a little bit like nutty about that? Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. I'm fine with just eating it, but don't show me how it's made. It's, it's just like, that's nuts to me. It should know? almost be like a training video. Like, you know, like you want to eat meat, you know, that's your decision, but at least like watch it. Like at least know like what you're contributing to. And if that's a choice you want to make, that's on you, you sure. know, 100%. Um, have you seen the Game Changers, by the way? Mm -mm. Oh, man, so good. Like, I highly recommend watching that. Um, anyone listening, check out the Game Changers. What um, is that? 
So it's a documentary that was just released, and it goes into more of the fitness side, which I think is really cool. Oh yeah, cool. I've seen that. It's on Netflix. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix, and I think that I haven't watched it yet. I've seen I've seen the little yeah the title. Yeah. Um, dude, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, like you have Olympic level athletes doing this stuff. I mean, you're you you know you've debunked like all the health stuff, like the environmental, the animal stuff. Now you got athletes doing it. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, the argument for veganism is so strong, and. Uh, yeah, that's another good one, man. Um, but uh, anyhow, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your music. Uh, can you tell me, like, what what's your story? Like, how did you how did you get into all this? Um, in middle school, I had some friends that, as like, in middle school, I think is kind of when people are transitioning into really like deciding and like defining themselves a little more. Obviously, as you get, you know, it's a yeah, it's a you're always evolving. evolving. Yeah, you're always definitely. evolving. I'm still evolving. But definitely, that's yeah. the kind of time I think where you start really becoming on your own and defining who you are and what you like and what you don't like. So that was for me, I started getting into, I think before that, I didn't really, you know, listen to whatever my parents listened to. Because we're talking about you're, you're a grade schooler. So <laughs> can't really say you're musically savvy. But um, I started getting more into music, like uh, alternative, a grunge. Obviously, I'm from Seattle. So that was yeah. a big deal. Metal. Uh, and a good buddy of mine had moved from California, had long hair, was a big Metallica fan, got me listening to Metallica. He started a band in middle school and I saw them play and I was like, that's so cool. And so I wanted to start playing guitar. I think I played, I played trumpet at the time <laughs> and I'd taken piano lessons and uh, my parents got me a guitar and I just started playing and that just kind of, that set my foot on the path. I wanted to play Metallica songs. And then in, later in high school, formed a band, which was kind of like more of a new school punk band of what was going on back then, mm -hmm. you know, your Pennywise and no effects and strung out all that kind of stuff. So me and my friends, we were all like into skateboarding and the, the new school punk scene, as well as everything. I was into everything, but um, that was the band we formed then. And then into college, just kept playing and then joined Acceptance and just kept, you know, went from there. Yeah. How about Amberlynn? Uh, how'd you get connected with those guys so acceptance broke up 2005 and then i moved to la which is where our, our manager lived he was basically just like hey keep playing music he's like you can come down here and live with me for free he's like this is a much better you know if you want to keep playing music la is a better place to be so the drummer from acceptance and i moved to his house we shared a room and like we had bunk beds um and we're trying to start a new band down there, but we are also hiring ourselves out as like songwriters and just like touring musicians. And then started working with an artist that had just been on a TV show. It was called Rockstar Supernova. It was with like Tommy Lee, um, Dave Navarro, Jason Newstead from yeah. Metallica. They were, it was basically like a rock and roll American Idol. So they were auditioning a singer wow. for a band they were starting. Right. I moved down to LA right when that ended. And all those people, the contestants that didn't win were yeah. looking, you know, they'd just been on TV yeah. in front of millions of people. So they were looking for, song so i started working with a, a, a girl her name was delana who i think got second place and i ended up doing some tours with her writing some songs for her and i was on a tour with delana when amberlynn called me because they had kicked out a guitar player they had just finished recording cities and were about to go on tour for cities and they were looking for a touring guitar player so they called me and i was on a tour and so i said hey let me pray about it let me think about it for a couple for days because sure. i already got i'm already committed and called them back in a couple of days and said, yeah, this, and talked to my, you know, Nick from acceptance back in LA. I said, Hey, Amber Lynn called me to fill in for a tour. I think I should do it. You know, right. but I was trying to start a van, yeah, but sure. I was also touring with Delana. So I was just, you know, getting pulled 
And so I decided to tour with Anne Berlin, did the cities tour a few weeks into that tour. We had just like meshed really well, the, yeah. the band and I. And so they were like, yo, do you just want to be in the band? And I, you know, I was in heaven at that point, you know, yeah. I really, we really got along. It just really felt right. Yeah. So from then I then was in there until the end of 2014, when we decided to kind of pull the plug there for about five years. And then Dion and I started Loose Talk to keep the dream alive and now here we are five years later and amberlyn's sure. back doing the thing so love it man just keep one foot in front of the other i guess so. right on yeah totally and uh you know just talking about amberlyn like you guys lyrics they're, they're heavy man there's something there um you know it, it hits a lot of strings and i want to ask you a question um you know what what do you think the connection between music and mental health is or maybe you can talk about some of the experience that you guys have heard from fans coming up and, and sharing how music, your guys' music has affected their lives. I mean, I don't, I don't even have to speak from that. I can speak from uh, as a music fan, you know, and having music and certain songs help me, you know, everyone can relate to that. You know, like music is the soundtrack of your life and it can help you in your, or it can be, you have songs that you associate with the best times in your life or the songs that have helped you get through really hard times or the songs that you associate with heartbreak. You know what I mean? There's like, yeah. there's certain songs that can take you right back to at a specific moment in your life, you know, and that I can relate to that, you know, and it's always been very humbling and just kind of like very gratifying to have other people share that with me and to have that kind of like sense of like, Oh my God, I I've been that for someone else. Like what, Another artist has been for me. That's just like been so kind of mind blowing. Sometimes it's just like your songs have helped me through suicide or whatever, the loss right. of a loved one or whatever. Or like we got married to your song inevitable. Like that stuff is crazy. You know, yeah, how many weddings sure. have I been to or even my own wedding, the important songs that we chose, my wife and I chose for our wedding, you know, for someone to be like, no, yeah. you were our song. That's like, right. that's very humbling. You know? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I love and, and you'll listen to a song and it'll take you back to a certain moment in your life. And and that alone, you know, is powerful. Mm -hmm. Um beautiful. Uh I want to talk to you about a documentary you were involved in, Who Killed or Saved the Music Industry. Um it was created by our mutual friend Adam Russell mm -hmm. from Story of the Year. Uh, it's about how anyone who's listening uh, how the music industry is essentially changing and you guys, you know, you started what early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, what, um, what are some ways you've seen the music industry change and where do you see it going? If I may ask. Oh yeah, that's a great question. Cause I've kind of been right in the main transition of what it used to be to what it is becoming because right when acceptance started, you know, becoming a little more prominent or getting signed was right when the transition from, from into, you know, your Napsters and the internet and being able to stream music or download music. So that was the initial shift. My entire career has been around that shift in the music industry. Right. Um, and even now, you know, trying to start over with Loose Talk has been wild because I know how we started a band when I was, you know, 22 there was a completely different scene and, and just how you went about being a band now starting over at almost 40, you just kind of look at like, I'm now trying to learn, okay, well, how do I navigate this new music business? Like, right. how do I, you know, to me, it's like, what you used to do is just record songs, play local shows, start playing, start playing around a state, maybe For going sure. there, but it's like, there's not really a scene and like just a homegrown scene that there was like when I was younger, I would go to the all ages, 
venue regardless of who was playing every weekend mm -hmm. that's just what i did yeah, that's, sure. that's where my friends were going we would just go to the show we sometimes i wouldn't even know who was playing you know we would just go to hang out and like watch some music you know that doesn't really exist in the same capacity and that's neither here nor there i'm not making a judgment call on that but it's just like the the, the documentary and the point they were trying to make it was valid but it was also kind of like rallying against it i think at the time um you just gotta adapt i mean no yeah. no one can for, from the from the inception of the music industry, it worked a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to buy or listen to an artist, you had to pay for it. You know, you yeah. To, if you wanted to listen to a song, you had to buy a record or you had to buy a single. Sure. The, the, you know, internet kind of like changed that whole game to where you could just download it if you wanted. And even now, the streaming services are better because people can pay, but you're only getting fractions of cents. So yeah. it has been hard. That was what was hard for Amberlynn. That's kind of what led us to you know the point of, of us breaking up was that like most bands the way you your bread and butter the way that you make a living and, and can support your family in this day and age before it used to be you could sell records and you could tour this much and sure. that combination could allow you to have a job once you stopped selling records that meant you had to be on the road a lot longer to make up for that lost money mm -hmm. so now you know that's but when you're gone and now you're older and you have kids and you have yeah. a family, so it's like people are like, wait, I, in order to support my family, I now have to be away from my family all the time. And Stephen wrote a song about it. It was uh, Atonement. It's a, such a beauty. He says it oh, so yeah. beautifully in yeah. that song. Um, but that that's just kind of like a lot of bands reach that point now. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm making a living, but I'm also on the road 10 months out of the year. Yeah. So. It's still changing. I don't. I don't have a grasp on it. I'm trying to learn now. I'm actually taking like online music marketing courses right really? now. That's um, awesome for my own, just to like wrap my head around yeah. like advertising and Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Totally. Right? And so that's you kind of have to be a little more savvy, especially because yeah. Loose Talk is completely DIY right now. It's just Dion mm -hmm. and I. We do everything. We yeah. record it ourselves. I send it to my buddy. He mixes it. All the artwork, everything we do ourselves. So. You know, if you're going to do that, you need to kind of learn all the aspects right. of the music. So it's almost like starting from scratch, I'm sure, just like hustling, like learning, you know, new skills. And yeah, and yeah. well, I mean, not that we were spoiled, but we just had for so long in Amberlynn, we had people do intermediaries, people that did that for us. My right. job in Amberlynn was writing songs and touring, you know, luckily, like right. I had that luxury yeah. of I could just focus on my art and then and focus on being on the road and everyone else did the business stuff you right know, managers booking agents all your teams that you would every you know everyone at your label your marketing department everything advertising yeah. you know people that were doing all that stuff now it's like when you're when you are starting over you don't have that so right. it's been kind of a learning it's been embarrassing even sometimes talking like we were working with a local distribution company here in tampa um called symphonic distribution they're a little more hands-on than your your typical uh uh digital distribution company but on some phone calls, sometimes they'll ask me a question and I'm like, forgive me. It sounds hilarious because I've been in the industry for 20 years, but I don't know what you're talking about. Can you explain sure. that to me? Because I was like, because I had other people doing that. I didn't need to do that. I didn't know which, didn't need to know that. Right. All I needed to know was when does the record need to be done and when are we going on tour? Right. You know, so Definitely. it's been, it's been frustrating, but it's also been exciting at the same time because you got to. You eat what you kill, so you Definitely. know. Became, you start become a savvy hunter, then you know. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that's great advice for uh, any struggling artist is, is just to keep learning, just to keep moving. Like you said, I mean, maybe the platform changes, or or maybe you know your position in the band or whatever creative you're doing changes, and you have to 
take over a few more yeah. spots. Regardless of what industry or whatever it is in your life, it's you evolve or die sometimes. You can't just like hold on to the way things were, the thing, the way things used to be done. You know, you gotta adapt or die, you yeah. know? Or, and sometimes people just complain about it. You know what I mean? Like, can't do and that, trust though. me, it's frustrating. It's yeah, frustrating. Sure. If I, when I think about like if Amberlynn or Acceptance would have come out five years, 10 years before, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would have sold tons of records. You know, I would have made, you know, people look at me, they go, oh my God, you're in Amberlynn. I heard you on the radio. You must be so wealthy. It was like, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. That is not the case. But it's not even about money, but even the only, it's that impression that I, I don't care. I don't care whether I have a lot of money or not. It's when people just assume, I'm like, no, you were but, so but, mistaken because it's not what it was. You know, maybe if it was in the nineties, yes. Maybe yeah. you could say, yeah, they it's, sold millions of records, but. The thing is, you should be paid though for your time because you're 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 there. You're you're reporting to work. You, you know, you're spending your time, and I can relate to this with my very you know my small YouTube channel. I, I'm you know I have seventy five thousand subs or somewhere around that yeah. area, and it's a misconception. People think that uh, it's you know that translates to money or. I'll get like in this like little bubble where like I'm like, oh man, that last video didn't get enough views. But then what's the other option? Quitting? Right. Like that's even worse. That'll cause me to go into depression. And yeah. I'm sure you feel that same way. Uh, what you're saying though is that without the struggle, the reward isn't the same. You know what yes, I mean? Like, yeah. Because even I think about like I played last night. So we played here. This show was sold out. Loose Talk played down the street. There was maybe, you know, I think 80 people paid. And, you know how humbling that is? Like the last actual live concert I played was in front of 2,000 people in Orlando. Right. You know what I mean? That's, I and, you know, but it's like they're not the same. Amberlin, yeah. Loose Talk's not in Berlin. Like the sum yeah. is only equal to, equal to the, or yeah. the whole is equal to the sum of its right, parts. Right. Like to expect Loose Talk. But I'm lear I know that. I have to build and I have to grind. And like when Loose Talk does have that success, I can say, we freaking fought for that. You know, yes, it wasn't just yes. like, oh, Amberlynn ended and then like because we were in Amberlynn like loose talk just took off yeah, you know I don't yeah. know that I would appreciate it the same way right you know what I mean? yeah yeah you gotta you know you start over it's something fresh something new and I, I really dig loose talks actually um dude where can people find your music yeah. uh it's like Amberlynn acceptance loose talk uh, anywhere you any way that you digest music you can find all the all of my artists you can buy them buy them stream them we're on we're everywhere so yeah and, and all streaming sites, all places to buy music, you know, yeah. record stores, generally, you know, and, go there. and seriously, check these guys out and support them. Go on their website, buy the music. It keeps people like Christian, Steven and all the other members going. And every dollar that you put down is a vote for the artists you believe in. So, um, dude, thank you so much, thank man. You. And it's been a pleasure. Let's do this again sometime. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks right for coming on. out. Sick. Dude. Hey man, nice. thank you.